All right. We're excited to get this one rolling. It's been a crazy week in MLW, mostly due to the draft. We are welcoming in eight new players to MLW as a part of the 2023 draft class. And there's been some drama, folks. There were some trades that went down beforehand, some trades that went down during the draft. And we're going to be breaking all that down this week from the Mallards to the Magic to the Wildcats and everyone in between. Uh, We're just really excited for the future. And we're so happy that all you guys can see all the new talent that's coming into the league. And today, Jack, myself, and Brennan Russell are going to break it all down. This is the Pipe It Up Podcast. Cue the intro. All right. I just had a belch. Did you hear that? <laughs> I had an interior Good belch. Start. Great start to the pod. Uh, we're live here from Peoria. We're tired. You probably hear the, the tiredness and the, the raspiness of my voice. I've been yelling all day and the people couldn't even hear me in that dome because of like the air pressure in there. Oh, yeah. I was just speaking into dead air the whole entire day, I swear. It's weird because it's like an echo chamber, but you also can't hear the person that's like right in front of you. You can't. Yeah. I'm yelling the count and how many outs in the score. And after I do that, 10 seconds later, someone goes, what's the score? I'm like, I just yelled this two (laughs) seconds ago. But anyway, yeah, we're live from Peoria. Um, The original idea was to do this actually during the tournament while it was ongoing. I brought the pot on the road, but there was a... High school girls volleyball tournament ongoing uh, in the same dome we were playing in. So I don't think you guys wanted to hear whistles and girls screaming for 45 minutes. So we decided to wasn't wait. good podcast material. No, it wouldn't have been the best listening material. It would have been uh, painful for the ears. So we, we waited. Now we're in the hotel room. It's myself, Jack, and, and B-Russ. What's up, guys? <laughs> the clan. I feel like Brennan's oddly nervous for this. I don't know why. No, not, not, not oddly nervous. I just not going to chime in on something and add any kind of language really when it's not needed i like it okay that's a good guess i want to first off i want to address something this is this is the clan here in the room uh there were some people that dropped out that were supposed to come on the tournament and for all you loyal listeners out there when i talked about coming to a tournament i said that i can't wait to alpha people out and get my own bed and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that, is. that is exactly what happened because the three of us got in here. There's two beds and we said, let's do some old fashioned Rochambeau, a little rock, paper, scissors and King stay King. The champ won. And I got my own bed. It was, so I rigged. want that on the record. It was rigged. Jack, he said, but it must be one game, not best two out of three. Apparently Russell only can win in two out of threes. No, that's, that is the rules of Rochambeau. It is, <laughs> it is common knowledge that, you play Rochambeau, it's best two out of three. And it was, it, I'm really, fru- I'm not frustrated per se, but I'm a little let down because See, it was my idea to go for the Rochambeau to get the bet. You should listen to the famous Eminem. You got one shot, one opportunity. You, know? you do. It's just one, one shot. We both lost. So we were spooning last night as a result. <laughs> yeah, got close and comfortable. We did get close and comfortable, but it was, it was kind of chilly in the room because Jack has the thermostat set to about 60 degrees. So we, Ice we, box. we needed the body heat, I think. Ice box. Um, but yeah, not a lot of sleep to be had last night. We were up giggling like a bunch of five-year-olds and I had to get up <laughs> at the crack of dawn after a long drive yesterday. A lot of screaming today at the tournament, so we're definitely tired. Just had some good Mexican grub at a local spot called what? Good, good, good tequila. tequila. Good tequilas. Good tequila. Was it plural or singular? I think it was plural. You know, we could probably go back and forth on this, yeah. but let's call it plural. <laughs> okay, whatever. Good spot. We had the good whole spot. the whole MLW gang was in attendance. I think everybody ate pretty good. I'm very we full did. right now. We did. I made an ambitious decision to go coffee and then dinner, and I'm not feeling the hottest very right impulsive. now. It was impulsive, but both were tasty. So 
not a big coffee guy, big water guy, as you guys know. So I'm definitely outside of my comfort zone a little bit. But despite all of our nonsense and tiredness and being off topic, we actually have a lot to address today, Jack. We do. We from, have a ton. From the draft to the tournament to the season coming up, just yeah. a lot going on in the, in the MLW corner, I feel like, right now. Yeah. With the hats for sale today, the that was cool. The hats so debuted. Russell's nodding along. I mean, I think the Preds hats sold maybe the best today. If they, that that actually best. might be true. That might be true for sure. The Preds hat, I, what I will say is I think the Preds hat and the Diamondbacks hat are the ones that you could wear in in most situations that you would black. wear a hat. Like, it's just yeah. black. You can wear it with, like, any outfit. The Magic one is, like, it's a really cool hat, but with the purple bill, like, there would be some outfits that would look a little bit awkward with it. There are very few fits you could pull off a Mallard's hat with. Probably white tee. Yeah, Plain exactly. white tee and a pair of jeans. Yeah. Pretty fine. But, like, the hat on its own itself, like, yeah. I think is, like, I like it better than the Preds hat. Yeah. But yeah. As, as a whole, like, uniform and outfit kind of goes, as we're doing with the Moxies and whatnot, mm-hmm. I think your guys' hat works way better with how your uniforms are going to look. But... First thing that comes to mind, St. Patty's Day is really the only time I'd be rocking a Mallard's. <laughs> that, I could yeah. that St. Patty's Day. I <laughs> That's think. a good point. That's I, a good point. I like that a lot. But That's a good point. But we had the draft video. Yeah, let's talk about well. that because that's we what should, people want to really hear about, that. I think. Yeah. I know I got uh, a lot of really good feedback from all the people at the tournament, um, You know, especially the Magic fans. But even fans of other teams were coming up you know, saying like how good of a draft we had. So I'm really excited Obviously, if you guys haven't watched it yet, go check the video out. But um, the Magic were able to move up to the number one pick. If you didn't see that trade, uh, the Mallards and the Magic swap picks for this year's draft. And then the the Mallards get the highest pick of the two teams in next year's draft. Correct. So um, we were able to swoop up to number one, had to get our guy Grant Miller, Guy's an absolute stud. I think he's going to be a, a game changer, you know, from a skill standpoint, but also from an energy standpoint for the Magic. He just, he just, he brings it all really. And he's been playing wiffle ball for forever. And kind of on the flip side of that coin, you know, Grant's like going to be one of the older people in the league, um, super experienced wiffle player. With our third pick, we drafted uh, a youngster, RJ Wallgate who I think is going to be the youngest player mm-hmm. in, in the league. I think he's 14. And so we got a, we got a good range of, of age categories on, on the Magic, which I think is huge. I think that'll help our team. Um, I think that both, obviously Grant, but I think RJ2 is definitely going to have like a big impact on the Magic this year. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think it'd be silly to say that the Magic, like I'd say you guys were the big winners of the draft for sure. Um, of course, time will tell. As, yeah, as with yeah, most things. we'll see. But I think Grant should be a home run pick, um, and that's where the one where I could take criticism for if Grant's career pans out as good as people think it could. Yeah, very well versed with a ball player. He plays like in yellow bat leagues where Robust would use more so the big bat leagues. Both him and Robust are both like top ten nationally ranked guys. So very talented. Yep. Grant seems like he's pretty dedicated. He's played a lot of whiffs, especially last year. Experience, like you said, so. Um, I think you trading up made a lot of sense. The Magic really needed that franchise guy. We really did. I mean, so good thing that you got it. I mean, I think, like I've said a bunch, like I'm super excited for this season. I think Magic fans, it couldn't really have worked out better for us. So I think you know, we should all be like really excited. And we had 
it just had to be done. Like we had to get a player you, that was going to be surprised? an absolute game I was game willing to, to trade down for that. I mean, I was, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it wasn't necessarily like you guys needed like another absolute stud guy to come in and like make a game changer like that. Yeah, I mean, know? you can never have too many studs, of course. I mean, of but, course, but... But it is a little different. It's hard, and I don't know how much... It's probably way different, like the NFL I'm, level well, and the, stuff like yeah. that, because there's so many different positions you can fill, where with football, it's like you have pitchers and you have hitters. There's only and, like, a few. Yeah. A lot of guys can do both. But think, like you I said... I think the dynamic there would definitely change in the sense that if we had more than just three people in the field yeah. at any given time, or even now with this year, a four-man lineup, mm-hmm. if it was like larger at scale, it would make more sense for you to kind of pick someone yeah. like a Grant Miller at one when you had this draft, but I think now that it's obviously you guys have a really, really great team now with you mm-hmm. and Jordan and Caden and even like Ben Preston. Wilson or Davenport. And, yep. and now the new adding pick. on top of that, yeah. your own draft pick, like, mm-hmm. you know, well, that's the thing. So my thought process was like, yeah, Grant would be amazing to have, but I did like our dynamic a lot last year. Yeah. And I, and we've talked and, a lot. That's kind of what I was getting at is like, we've talked so much about like, chemistry Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know the mallards got a good thing going but last year at the beginning it did feel like off a little bit yeah like i me and robles had no prior relationship at all the first time i met the guy like had a genuine conversation with him was driving home from the airport that first Mm -hmm. day and we played like that same day yeah so there was no real chemistry there um we didn't have like any mutual friends or anything like to like bond over besides wiffle ball and like he didn't know caden either and i just met caden the year before too so like it was all very new yeah. And I didn't really necessarily want our team to feel really new this year. I feel like we're experienced and we have the tools we need to win if we can put the pieces together. And as well as like we're very, if we're talking about the Mallards as a team and an organization, we're very invested in Robles as a player, right? Like he's right. coming all the way from New York for these games. He's the face of our franchise, all that kind of stuff. So do we want, do we want to mess with that formula and try yeah. to get like another franchise type guy when Grant can clearly be the face of a different franchise. Like he has the tools necessary. Mm-hmm. So getting the higher value pick next year could work out for us if it, if it doesn't pan out this year. But also the funny story about this is guys is I've wanted to draft Preston since like 2020 or 2021. It's like, he's been really? the guy I've always said from Bay city. I'm like, he's my favorite guy. He's the hitter. I like he gets the clutch hits. Kyle mentioned that clutch hit in 2021. He had it with in the mitten. And I was like, that's the one I want from this, this group. Mm-hmm. He's the kid I want. So I knew like I could trade down because I knew the magic needed more of a franchise guy than like a role player kind of. Yeah. So it kind of just made sense in a sense that, like I said, I, I liked having Robus as the face of the franchise. I liked our team dynamic. I liked getting the better value next year. If things didn't work out, especially with now being a four man lineup, like you're going to need that depth. Yeah. Right. And 100%. last year, I really only had consistent production from Robles and myself, and it wasn't even that consistent. We were bad in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but the three hole was kind of up in the air. So I'm hoping Preston can develop into that that three spot guy and really be solid. It might take him a little while, but I know he plays with ball a lot. He plays in that Bay City League, which is good. He's young. I know he's hungry and motivated and wanted to be in the league really bad like that. And then that four slot, I can mix in Caden or Davenport or even Matt. Matt, yeah. don't sleep on Carlington. I think he might be sneaky good. He's very dedicated. Yeah, he um, is. I think you guys. Yeah, like, I just didn't want to throw off the dynamic with bringing in another big name like that. And I was have that be say, like a power struggle, power dynamic, ego thing. I just, I didn't want that. I was gonna say it's almost like the the phrase like too many cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. sort of like you know when you when you when you have like uh you can only have one like franchise quarterback. You know what That's I mean? Why like the to Bears put it traded in football, down. You know? Yeah. yeah so it's like. Yeah, they did the same exact thing. Yeah. Exactly. They could have tried to take another quarterback because like 
there are good quarterbacks available in the mm-hmm. draft, but it's like they got their guy and they're going to look to like build around him. You also, know? too, because Grant is older, he's right around Robles' age as well. Yeah. And we're a very, we're like the oldest team in the league. That I would think, be tough to have the two oldest. We're, we don't have like a, like we don't really know how MLW is going to age that far in advance right. in terms of like who sticks around for super long. But I wanted like a real future, like a guy I could hand the keys off to when like right. my, our generation's kind of hanging it up, if that yeah. makes sense. So with Preston only being 15, but three years from now, Jordan will be in his 30s. Yeah. Like he'll <laughs> still be in high school. Which is crazy. So, I didn't even know Jordan was that old. I think oh, he's yeah. like 28. Or I think he, yeah. I, but I think Grant is even older. No, I think Grant's younger by oh, a year is he? or two. Oh, Grant okay. has the magic of the best facial hair game in the league now. That is sure. true. I'm going to see. <laughs> well, I've been kind of keeping it tame, uh, you know, working the, the full-time office job life. I've been keeping it a little tamer, but... Mm-hmm. I might have to. I might have to break some rules well, you, and you throw lost, it back out. You lost Chatty, who had a pretty yeah, solid you beard. Did. Yeah, and that's true. And we I added mean, RJ, who is and, fourteen and doesn't <laughs> have a beard. But I still think he's like a big fourteen-year-old, though. Like yeah. he's tall and lanky. So, well, so that was another big part of my decision making too. Because at number two, I could have went RJ instead of Preston. Yeah. But RJ, I didn't even know if that was going to work out. He's super young, even younger than Preston. Yeah. He lives like hours away. He which does. always scares me a little bit. He does. Because of the dedication and the availability and the willingness of parents to drive their kid that far. He doesn't have a license yet. Yeah. So that's a little scary, but I think he'll be, I don't think he plays any summer sports, so he should be here pretty often. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, but I really wanted a bat and I know he can yeah. hit. It looks like I never really seen him hit too often, but I know Preston can hit. I've watched it year and year and year out for four years now. So I didn't really need the arm. I have a lot of faith in my arms that I had last year. So yeah, Went the route with Preston. I wanted him for a while, and I'm hoping that he uh, proves me right. I have to say, so I've mentioned how many times I've, or you know, I've said it a bunch how excited I am for this year because of the picks that we've had. I think the most, or the pick that I'm most excited about though, is Longman coming into this oh, league yeah. because, like, like I've said, I it's been a, forever that I was able to come to a tournament, and finally, you know, we're here now, but. This guy, Jake Longman, is like what I remember from the very first tournament that I went to because this kid just showed up and I was like, this kid's a stud. Like he's he's he was carrying his team and just like had great energy. And now he's like a totally different human from like way back whenever that tournament was like he's he's a machine. Now. Yeah. So fella. he's huge. I was I was I was ecstatic with that because. When I spoke with Warda, even really in the last two drafts i was telling him like hey jake longman will be a sneaky pick yeah like we should go for him and then we were kind of debating with rudy and it was like i mean rudy's just an athlete ultimately we haven't really given him the looks to kind of mm-hmm. rudy is an underutilized talent Most i know athletic and, guy in the league right now probably and and we're we're planning we're planning to give him more looks this year obviously now with the more with four batters minimum lineup it yeah would give us more opportunity to you like utilize our tools that we have um and so it'd be really, it, we're going to definitely going to give Rudy some looks, but I definitely think that Longman was a really, really great pick here. Yeah. Cause I've been wanting him for a couple of years because I mean, when the kid was 12 years old, he was cooking us and with yeah. all, like, yeah, true. dude, he's he just, was. he's just got the tools. And it's the thing that amazes me the most about this kid is just how big he is. Like he's like <laughs> six, six, like 
Yeah. Does he play football? Because he, he should play football. So I, I don't know. I, I know he, he had was, an older brother that did for sure. Yeah. 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 And I think he was getting recruited too. And I, I can't say for certain. I haven't spoken to him probably. I want to pay him now, like but. $40 million. He might be my left tackle. <laughs> what I wanna, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really pumped about it. Uh, I know Warda and Cratch are too. Cause yeah. I mean, we've been talking with him for a little while and it just didn't seem to be the right time until this year. Yeah. Yeah. He was younger one too for a while. Yeah, I mean he's still on the younger side. I think he's only I think he's only maybe eighteen. I think he's only 19. seventeen. I think he's still in high school for sure. Okay. Well, hey, even there better. Longevity. Yeah. There you exactly. Go. There you go. That's what we needed with the Mallards. So That's I got right. a young guy. That's right. But yeah, the Preds made out pretty good. I think a lot of teams kind of did. Yeah. The yeah, Eagle, the Eagles. So we already kind of talked about one through three a pretty yeah. good amount. Yep. Eagles were at four. They got Carson, little your greatest. Yep. Um he's a guy who I don't know how much if they're batting four or five, if he'll see the field too much this year, but it seems like the Eagles just have the good rooted young club. They're so good. Yep. So deep and Carson's serviceable. He's going to probably start opening day. Cause Landon's out with an injury. I do think at this point in time, Landon is the better hitter, but it just makes a lot of sense to keep it in the family. Like Kyle said, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Good for the chemistry. Good for the chemi. I, yeah. I think it's they, another sneaky pick. Like, yeah. Kinda. Dan, they, Dan yeah. just, Dan he's knows what well. he's doing. He well. knows what he's doing, man. Dan is, He's very good at it, but he's. I think he's kind of thinking long term, like longevity of like Eagles franchise more so than they're the most set out of anybody, right? Because Dan is the oldest one on that team, and he's what twenty two. They've got to have the youngest on average. They do. I think they're the youngest and we're the oldest, the Mallards. Yeah, so makes sense. Now with Preston, that helps boost the average down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think Dan did a good job. Makes uh, just a just a uh, common sense type pick. Yeah, let's get Carson. Why not? Yeah, so the next one was Longman uh, at five, and six was uh, Jake. I'm going to butcher his last name, so you should say it. Pishka. Pishka. Saw him um, today, actually. We saw today. We played today. Was chucking gas. I was <laughs> not going to lie. Had no business trying to hit those pitches. I haven't played like fast in a fast-pitch tournament like ever. A so lot it was, than our It's a lot games. different. Like The mound at the Meadows is, is slightly shorter than what we were playing at today but i mean trying to hit something that's going like like the difference between like 80 and 72 is like crazy oh yeah like it's crazy so he was chucking gas i think he'll probably be i i think jim was happy with what he saw out of him today for sure he was smiling the whole time kind of an important pick i feel like for that squad oh yeah i think so too i mean because they've had their their foundation of like their core three but Jimmy's just like kind of slowly picking up weapons here and there. Like they they've got a, a sneaky good bench. They do. Trey has potential to be a very good pitcher. Yep. Yeah. He didn't use him much last year, but he has potential. He got him Pishko, some reps though. We know can pitch. Fast pitch is different than our style, so we'll see how that translates over. But also for their lineup, yeah, they have we know Jimmy can hit, of course. Right. Jonah's streaky, Shima's streaky, but they've never really hit four guys ever. Yeah. Bennett. Uh, he had a couple big hits last year. Flood didn't hit much at all. So they're like the team that we knew was kind of in trouble with this rule change they a lot. They need fourth guy. So Pishka, if he comes out to the Meadows, it's a long trip for him from Illinois, but if he comes out, he could be a like a pretty big, important part of that lineup. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, he, it, it was incredible today. I mean, obviously the speed definitely affects kind of how we're throwing the pitches. How do you how swing we, it? He was... He was making contact. He was doing good. He, he was, was doing good. He was definitely player. making I contact. A, I'm, I think he hit a home run in one of the games. He might <sighs> I have. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I saw him making good contact. 
Okay, but, he did look good. I saw him pitching. Yeah, he was shoving. But the, that's that's the thing that I think is probably when it when I think of the draft, like I think of okay, overall best hitter so far. Clearly, in my mind is probably going to be Grant Miller. Yeah, and, you know it's it's almost unparalleled. But when, mm-hmm. now when we're talking about okay, who's the best pitcher coming to this draft? After seeing him today, and obviously we can take this with some sort of you know grain of salt because mm-hmm. it's the different speed limit, different distance. He kind of sticks out of my mind as being one of the you know better rookie pitchers that's coming in. Just location, movement on his pitches, like his control of them. Yeah, it was it was really really cool to watch so far. Do you think Jim will will like try to mix him in and use him like on the mound or or is he thinking kind of like as that fourth guy in like the batting slot in terms of like his reason for drafting him because he does have like Casey can also pitch yep. and like the, he they had f- four pitchers last year that Everyone got repetitions like in games like yeah. yeah their whole team can pitch except Shima. So I don't know. It's interesting to see. I, from, I'm interested to see. From what, he what does. I've heard, yeah, Pishka is primarily a pitcher on his tournament team. Is, yeah, I think Jim is more so going after him for his bat. Yeah, that's what so I'm we'll thinking. We'll see that, how that pans out. But this is definitely a big year for the the, the D backs because it'll be harder for Jim to kind of carry this team, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. through the postseason with having less at bats. Right. So contributions from the role players going to be what yeah, wins a good the point. Well, yeah, that's, that's going to be what wins the team a World Series this year. You're I didn't even really power. think about it that way. So, that it's just it's it'll be the Diamondbacks have a harder road because Jimmy Norp has less at bats. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. true for everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow, it's true it is true. Sure. I just yeah, I didn't think of it that way. But so um, yeah, other World Series team picked next at number seven. It's Chris Baranowski, selected by the Cobras. Once again, good pick. Made a lot of sense yep. getting Baron's little bro. I was asking uh, Sawyer driving here. I was like, so what do you guys call Chris? Like, is he also Baron? Yeah. He's like, no, Baron's Baron. Chris is Chris. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's funny. <laughs> Makes sense. But the older brother sets the, yeah, sets yeah. the precedent. He gets yeah, the Baron. Sets the standard. Chris just got stuck with Chris. Although I will say, I mean, a lot of times in sports, I never had a little brother or an older brother, but like the, the little brother, I feel like a lot of the times is the better one in the sports. I agree with that. I think that's I, like kind they, of a thing. Because they play with the older bros. Because they, they do. The they, get, they get play beat up, up all yeah. the time. They're used to playing with older kids. And then just like, you know, they end up being like better. Yeah. It just I, happens I a lot. So we'll see. I think numbers wise, Baron had a better season in the Kalamazoo League than Chris did. But Chris, but Chris is younger though. So like he hasn't reached his, his like his potentially yeah. you know what i mean chris has played very well in our mlw tournament so he's played on baron's team the west michigan wiffle ballers they won it in 2019 2020 i'm having some indigestion here from the next <laughs> yeah sorry if you hear some belching into the microphone we, we've all been like side burping away <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, i've little, seen all three of us do a little cut scene of everyone yeah, just yeah. leaning away yeah. Yeah. God, it's just like internal it's like <laughs> you hear the, the, the indigestion happening yeah chris has been more than serviceable on the mound he throws hard throws strikes decent bat they all kind of do on that West Michigan with yep. team and you got yourself yeah. one of those guys as well I did free agency I did after the draft was over so mm-hmm. but yes Chris good pick I think Drew so Drew's got in my opinion on the Cobras I think Drew's a good bat I think Sawyer is gonna be really good this year Sawyer was taking good swings today making a lot of solid contact yeah. Sawyer's always the one thing <laughs> the, 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 the nice player. the nice the nice thing that I will say about Sawyer is he makes really good contact he does he, he it might not be the most like might not have the best pop on it, but mm-hmm. he makes really solid contact consistently. He does. Mm-hmm. Well, I see. I think the opposite. I think he does kind of swing and miss a lot, but when he connects, he seems to get it right in the sweet spot. Okay. But okay. yeah. So 
I think Sawyer could be a legit weapon. I think he could be most improved player next year, even though he's already pretty solid. That's, that would be tough. He was already pretty good. He was good. pretty solid, but I'm telling you, he's going to be really good this year. I don't year. know. I'm on the Agner 2023 chain. Are you? Most most improved. Most improved. I mean, most I'd be really improved. happy for Jack. Best be manager, most improved, same year. Same year. We'll see. I will tell. We have a lot to prove as, as a franchise. So but Yeah, so I was talking about the Cobras lineup. So I think Drew's a solid hitter. I think Sawyer's a pretty solid hitter. Flynn... Kind of a veteran. He, solid hitter. He's pretty pretty consistent, solid. You know he's, what you're going to get from him. He's more, I, I don't know if it's necessarily consistent. He's really, at the yeah, like crunch my, time, he makes very important he hits. He does, but let's be honest. Like, the Cobras batting average in the playoffs was not good. No. It was not good. They had the big yeah. hits a couple of times, like Drew homered in that championship series against Preds. So did, yeah. so, or so did Sean in a big moment. At SoFi, none of them hit good. So I do think, I think Drew and Sean, or I think Drew and Sawyer are pretty solid. It didn't show up in the postseason, but I think that was an anomaly. After that, Andy, very streaky. Andy yeah. had some big homers, but very streaky at times. So, and he not consistently there either. So I think actually older Baron, Baron Baron could be a good bat. He yes. hits pretty well in KWL. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the four slot could be Chris or Sean. I mean, well, we, talked about, we talked Andy's about it with Drew. Staple, though. We talked about it with Drew about like why he didn't bat him more mm-hmm. last year. And he was saying because he wanted him to like, just focus on pitching, which I think is a fair argument. Yeah. But now it's like, now he has that full season under his belt and like knows what it takes to like pitch at that level. So I mean, I think he could handle the workload of batting as well. Right. And I mean, the Cobras might need him too. So. Cobras Baron made some mistakes in that mound in that series, but what really lost in the series was their bats. They didn't. Well, 100%, yeah. yeah. So. so I was even talking to Sawyer today about it. Um, like just generally asking why Barron didn't bat last year because in uh-huh. KWL his numbers were pretty su- good. surprisingly good for mm-hmm. someone who doesn't bat in our league or at least didn't this last season. And he was saying that basically adding on to the point of how well he did in KWL with way faster speed, even further distance, mm-hmm. and that Barron like is better at contact, making contact even in that league than Sawyer is, which is surprising to say because we haven't really gotten to experience that yet. Yeah. This is the year. I think it is. Red Baron digs into the box. Yeah. You're three now. He's could been be, in, could be an MVP year if he puts up numbers on That's the mound true. and then he starts batting it like, yes. you know, at a good clip. Even right? like even like a above average hitting year yeah. in a Cy Young season's like MVP type stuff. It has to be, yeah. If they sure. if they can make a little postseason run. Yeah. That definitely weighs a little bit into what Oh, happens. yeah. No, for but sure. Let's wrap it up. Number yeah, eight. Number Mr. Eight. Irrelevant, as I called him, was that Matt was Carlington to the Mallard. You like that, <laughs> like that yeah. comment? Um. But I'm excited about this pick. I, I, me and Matt have become friends over the years. He, he's a friend of Jimmy. So Matt's in the same circle as Nick Saylor and Jimmy yeah. Norp and Michael Shima and Jonah Heath. Those guys. He's friends with all the D-backs guys, all the Livonia kids. So you guys know the Trenton kids with the Gators guys. D-backs are Livonia boys. So Matt's in that circle. For some reason, Jimmy didn't want him. I don't know why. But I know Matt practices with all those guys. He hits against them, pitches to them. And he's dedicated. He shows up to everything. He's at like every game. Yep. He has a lot of like knowledge on the guys, especially those Livonia guys, as to what they're gonna throw when, if they're adding new pitches to their arsenal, that kind of stuff. I know Jimmy's gonna be more secretive about that now. I'm sure, but he's your spy. He's kind of my spy, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I was laughing when I was watching the draft video because I. I, I, he came to the Meadows so many times that I kind of just like kept seeing him around, like seeing him around. 
but I never really like had a conversation with him or anything. And then I watched the draft video and the clips of him, like at the meadows, like yeah. talking Next to Tom. To I was like, Oh, that kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, know who that is. I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, I don't know that name. It doesn't sound familiar, yeah. but like I've met him yeah. a handful of times. And yeah. I'm just like, I didn't even, I didn't He's, know we played. Well, this is, this is legitimate. When Kyle was like player coach type vibe. So I talked about last year how like I didn't like how I managed my pitching in the postseason. Like I didn't feel confident enough in Caden or Brendan to, to go out there and, and get in the game. Right. And when I'm at the Meadows, like as you guys see, it's pretty hectic. Like I'm usually helping with the production side too. Yeah, like you start, got a lot going on. Starting and stopping cameras and whatnot, making sure things are getting taken care of. So sometimes, yeah, that makes you at least to bad decisions in terms of management. I need a guy to say, Tom, you got to yank this guy or yeah. you need to do this and this. And I do trust Matt because Matt would give a lot of analysis on that type of stuff anyway to me without even asking. It was unsolicited information. So I was like, well, let's just make this a little bit official here. Get you in my yeah. colors and help me out, dog. Help me manage the squad and let me know what we should be doing. So on top of that, after practicing with him, I'm like, he's serviceable Legit, for yeah. sure. <laughs> in my opinion, Jimmy thinks no. And Jimmy Norp's words, he's like, you know, he's better than Gus, but he's not as good as Shima. I don't know. I think he's, I think he could be better than Shima. He's Dude, like, that's, I, I haven't seen enough to know, but I, I, at, I like the pick. I like yeah, the player coach aspect of the pick. I, I do too. That's a very smart thought. And tailing off that though, like I was talking to Jim today about that and I'm like, Hey, well, with this new, new pick you got with, mm-hmm. you know, um, with your draft pick, what is he going to be starting in over Shima or, you know, is it going to be you, you, Jonah, Pishka and flood that was my idea because he was really high on flood as well and he's mm-hmm. like i don't know what it is but when when shima gets to the meadows he is not the same person uh, yeah i've heard that too that or, when they when they practice back out at, you know in their backyard kind of thing that he rakes off of everyone it's because it's oh, the same really? reason like I, yeah in practice i would rake off of davenport usually because i saw him a lot so you yeah. get used to like a guy as consistent with his movement as jimmy is even though his movement's crazy it gets easier. It's harder to face a guy who's less nasty that you don't know. Yep. Yeah. Because Jimmy claims that he's like, yeah, Matt and Shima, they both rake me, but no one in the league. Because they've been playing against him Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that could play to my advantage. For sure. You play the D-backs, Matt, you're hitting four. Boom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boom. That could play to my advantage. I'm sure Jimmy would have some secret pitch that Matt has no clue exists that he throws to him and him only. Of course only. he would. Yeah. But yeah, stuff like that does matter. And It's the game within the game. It's the game within the game. Jimmy's playing chess out there. I feel like I'm playing checkers, so this year I'm trying to play chess. Love it. I can't be playing checkers anymore, Jack. No more checkers. No, it's a chessboard no at the Meadows that's, for that's sure. It's a child's game. It's play a child's chess. game. You play that at the Cracker <laughs> Barrel. Wait, waiting for your pancakes. <laughs> You're playing checkers on the table at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> play with your food, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. So, exactly. yeah, I think I think Matt could... Yes, I drafted him primarily for the player-coach aspect, but I had this second yeah. pick. I feel like people have underutilized the number eight pick in years, years prior. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Matt could be legitimate. Like we had, we had a practice last week. I was like, yo, who's available? I need to get out and swing. Cause opening days in less like two weeks. And like Caden was out of town. Davenport was busy. And Matt's like, where do you want to meet? Like <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it takes, man. You got to yeah, get out there dude. and practice. That's what you I need, need those reps. So if Matt's dedicated and he's, and I think he's got something, he's going to play. I don't care where I drafted him at. Hey, I wanted to kind of tail off that and ask you, I was always curious why you never pitched Davenport more. And I want to know the reason because when I would see him pitch, it I mean, he's got some pretty filthy pitches. He's got potential. For it's sure. just from what I saw, the location of it, like locating the pitches accurately consistently mm-hmm. was the hardest part. But like yes. 
he had very hard to touch pitches. So yeah, when we practiced, he got better throughout the year because we we did practice a lot. Okay, mostly because once again, guys, I was just like not good at this game anymore. It was getting embarrassing to the point where I'm like quitting my full time job to pursue wiffle ball full time. Like, <laughs> okay, I can't suck at this game. Like, I have yeah. to be good. So I had to start practicing to get better. And Davenport was at my side a lot, helping me get better, throwing to me. So throughout the summer, he got better and better and better. But there was days when we would practice together where like he couldn't find the zone. Yep. So which of course I had more faith in Caden to do that, as well as Robles was just so dominant pitching. Like he was throwing two games every time, so I had three yeah. innings to fill. Yeah. So Caden was not there at the first two series, which stunk. Davenport, I didn't really have faith in to get reps. So unfortunately, I really really only had one arm I really trusted heading into the playoffs, which hurt us. So from from April 29th against the Eagles, that's a point of emphasis that we got to get arms in there. Yeah, I, I would love for Jordan and Caden and Davenport to all throw in that first series. Maybe not all start a game, but I would love for them to all get on the mound at some point. So uh, neither of your draft picks this year have any pitching ability, though. Matt can throw. Matt he, can throw. He can get it there. I bet you Preston can, too. He's young. Those young yeah. kids can do it all. Yeah. But well, I did was, draft Preston. He's young out. enough to learn now. <laughs> yeah, I, I drafted Preston to hit. Oh, yeah. I've okay. seen him get the big hits before with my own eyes. Well, honestly, I remember last year when we were doing the draft recap, I feel like the Predators got a lot of like they got like the worst grade in the I draft. Did. I like, did. Like I was hard on them. We we gave them like the worst grade, but honestly, like I feel like this draft was sort of a win for everyone, I guess, except yeah. the Gators because they didn't have a pick. But I mean, in their mind, they're they're winning that too. So Wildcats took a gamble this draft. Wildcats did. Wildcats yeah. did take a gamble, but I don't know. Kyle has. I mean, Kyle's he's a, happy he's with a, the trade. He's a loyal manager. He is loyal. He's, it's almost loyal to a fault. Yeah. We're going to, we'll get into probably the week before opening day. We'll get into like preseason predictions and power rankings. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. too much, but I, I do have the cats as a, as a uh, potentially, I think they could be in some trouble this year. Put it that way. See, really? And it, I, what I'm, what, what I'm thinking about with the cats though, is because, so this tournament, Jack and I, you were playing with Kyle and Jackson mm-hmm. and Jackson's like the ace this weekend. And that's the surprise. Fast pitch. Yeah. In, f- in fast pitch. And I don't know how well that's going to translate over, but from mm-hmm. my understanding, like I didn't really realize that they could he pitched actually- a little bit last year at the end, I think. Yeah, when de- when it came when I got desperate for them, he had yeah. to go in there and throw. But um yeah, so Liam at one I'm on record of saying at one point that Liam was the best player like in the league. He was so good when he was a rookie. He was he really was. Yeah. So he definitely hasn't been the same since then. It might take what it took me to get a little better again, which was actually to practice in between series and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But Kyle's definitely banking on him returning to that type of player because RJ would have been a great young arm to add to the Cats. Yeah. yeah. So, but Kyle, like I said, Kyle's Kyle like well, loves his teammates. He loves Sailor. He loves Jackson. Say, yeah. He drafted Ty last year, who I still think has potential. Ty just didn't show up last year a whole lot, but with this no four man lineup rule, he's like pretty excited about it. I heard. Yeah. To get, to get more involved. So Ty and Liam will kind of be battling for that four spot and hopefully it's a healthy competition. But I will say in terms of Liam, like best wishes to him, obviously I think it'll be good for him too to get like a fresh, a fresh start. start. Yeah. Like just like it was kind of for Trevor when he came to the magic, mm-hmm. like you, he, we saw him kind of like break out a little bit when he first got there. I think we'll see a similar thing with Liam too. Um, because it was just like, you know, everyone was struggling last year and it just, kind of compounded so i think a a new fresh start will be will be good for him but your point about the the loyalty piece from kyle like i think he is just like super invested in 
the guys that he has he and like especially Jackson. I think he yeah. I like from what I would my guess would be that we might see a lot less of Nick Saylor on the mound this year and a lot more of Jackson Pearson. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably why Kyle wasn't really too concerned about adding another arm this year is he thinks that Jackson's probably going to mm-hmm. be like their number two guy for sure. And he doesn't want, and he wants to like give Jackson like that now opportunity and not and, the pressure. Now we have Jackson and Jackson. I'm like confusing at times. We have Liam Jackson. Yeah, we, got JP and, we, have and we got JP yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna call and him X and CK. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yes, but you 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 got what I was saying though. I it did, wasn't yes. that confusing. No, right? you're right. Yeah, I, I, Kyle was like, yeah, I love my squad. We got me, Sailor Pearson, like our big three. He's so invested in them. Mm-hmm. I think part of it too might be that uh, like that group. I'm those surprised three together. to hear you say that you think they're like in trouble. Though. I mean, I'll get into more details as to why I think that. But last year, I did say the Preds were in big trouble, and they ended up being like a top That's team true. in the league. Yes, so what do I know? That's but true. <laughs> that, Russell had like his the best last year ever. The last, <laughs> just like how I want to win. I wanted to win really bad with my old teammates again, like Noah and Steve. Yeah. And I really want to win with me, Robles, and Caden, like without adding that another franchise guy. Like I'm so invested in Robles. I think Kyle wants to win with this group really bad. Yeah, he does. So I mean, you could but, you could argue like in they terms lost, of they like, lost twice in the finals. Yeah, that's that's true, and I think that's the bigger heartbreak yeah. is because like when you when you look at like the loyalty or like the teams that have kind of always been there. I mean, really up until last year, like the Eagles were in that conversation, and the Preds have been in that conversation. If the teams really have not changed from their mm-hmm. their main I know kind yeah. of points, it's the chemi, it's the chemi. So like chemi, like me, Warda, and Cratch, it's always kind of just been us handling it since you yeah. went and created your own team mm-hmm. and that was kind of the same point as to what the Eagles were doing. Like it was, it was Daniel kind of running a one man show with Waylon and um, Clayton. Oh, Waylon, Clayton, 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 Neil, 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 Neil. That's what I was thinking Neil, of. Neil, yeah, Clayton yeah. and Neil. And like, he was like, that's the same thing with Daniel. He was so sold on his group, but mm-hmm. it was really just Daniel and then Waylon having some pretty clutch hits. Yeah. Yeah. Time. So, I can understand the sense of loyalty there. Like, hey, I just got to do it with these guys. Yeah. Like, you, you do have that desire to, to raise the trophy with your boys you've been with, and you've had those tough losses with. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, that's the thing is with the magic, we we've made push came to shove. Well, well also if you think about it, like we've we've made a lot of um of moves, but we've the had a, moves. we've had a lot of people like come and go. Like if you guys remember yeah. way back to when we started with like for example Kyle Hook, like Kyle Hook was a pretty solid pitcher. He like yeah. he was knuckle really, ball, knuckle he was a thing. really good pitcher. And then he, you know, is just like, he couldn't really be in the league anymore for just, you know, yeah, life Chicago. reasons. Like he, he moved away and it yeah. just, it wasn't going to work. So that was like one. So it's like, he was like our ace. And then we have, we have our, you know, first like big a list, I would say draft pick in Chadwick. Yep. And then like, he wanted to like leave and, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to be traded. So, and we also, you know, we were struggling, so we had to trade for a pitcher. So it's yep. like we have I haven't yet found that 
that, that group, group of, you know, yeah. that group for the it's magic hard. in, in these years, you know, these three or four years or whatever that we've been around, like we haven't had that group yet. So that's why I'm like, I think that now with what we've added, oh yeah, some, some group is going to emerge out of what's currently the magic. Like some group is going to emerge out of that and, you know, push forward into the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm high on the magic for sure. Yeah. For sure. It almost feels like it does. It is such a new team. Yeah, but it, it's like it, brand new. But it reminds yeah. me of like an established franchise, like going for their win, like a team that was almost there that's going to get there. Because like you have added like that football veteran, like right. the veteran to get you there. Yeah, and then you have the young, the young guy, guy too, the young, young talent. Buck. You got bust of both worlds yep. in one draft class. Yep. So I mean, you got to consider yourselves the winners on paper. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm I'm happy with Still where I'm at too. Got to play the games, <laughs> Preston. I'm high on you, buddy. Don't let me down. <laughs> Or else I'm gonna get criticized for this. Heard but first. I've wanted Preston for three years now, and I finally got him. And I mean, best of luck to Grant on the Magic. Now he can be the face of that franchise, and Sir. Robles can continue to shine for us. So uh, I'm just excited for the future of the league, I guess, as a whole too. Yeah, like Any I said, season. I don't think there was really. I mean, this you is know, a good class. You can you this can argue about the the Wildcats trade and and the Gators like not having a pick, but I don't really think there was like a loser at all in the mm-hmm. draft. I think this class is gonna. They're I've been shocked out. too. I I expected maybe there has been. I haven't really looked in the comment section. I've been so busy, but I expected a lot more backlash. To be honest, yeah. And people I just think are kind of saying like, the comments. From the- people were kicking. Were, people were kicking back on you were a they? little bit. Yeah. Bad, bad. Not like bad, bad, but kind of just like why? Like I just told you guys why. And well, now you know. It. That's yeah. why you I, listen to the podcast. I also think there's okay. I'm gonna probably take some blame for this one, being that the that the Preds <laughs> famous <had> last words. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that the Preds have taken some backlash on recent draft picks because we've just taken two collegiate baseball players versus yeah. people who've actually played in wiffle ball leagues or like, you know, you know, like a KWL or a PWL or a mm-hmm. Bay City Wiffle right. or something along those lines or like even in any of these national championships. And this year, it feels like every draft pick is someone who's kind of come from prior experience. Yeah. They've kind of Always scouted out over the few years. Yeah. So, so it feels definitely or well-rounded versus you know the Preds taking a chance kind of like wild or Mac or yeah. you know, however that goes so yeah the yeah, baseball route the baseball like background is always interesting hit or, it's hit or miss I think of uh I think of there's so like two examples of that is one my great buddy Trevor Hopman <laughs> love yeah, you yeah, brother yeah. like Trevor he did he was a really good baseball player but like for whatever reason like the wiffle ball just swing just like it didn't really ever come around and then vice versa um Jack Krause, you remember him on the yeah, Cobras? Yeah, dude, he had one year where he was like raking, and it was like, and he's a really good <laughs> baseball so was player Trevor's too. Little brother, and Trevor's little good. brother was really good too. Yep. Austin Ford, another baseball guy, didn't another quite baseball work out. guy didn't really didn't really translate. Couldn't figure the riser out. No, um, <laughs> yeah, it's I always, still can't figure it out. Yeah. So I'm not taking shots at you it's, guys. It's but. always it's it's the difference in swing path. I think because baseball, it's always like the ball is inevitably going to be going down. Yeah. Versus Wiffle, it's like literally any axis it can move yeah, on. Yeah, true. It's, it's just hard to change that swing path. It's very true. Very true. But yeah, this is all eight Wifflers all the way down from top to bottom from Grant, who's a nationally ranked guy, from Matt Carlington, who trains with Jimmy Norp. Yeah, yep. every end of the spectrum in this draft class, young to old, about a 13 year age range of draft picks. And uh, we'll see what happens in the Meadows, folks. It's going to be going to be a fun it's year. It's going to be a wild ride. But I also wanted to talk about today a little bit. Um, the tournament yeah of course we're here in peoria uh good day good day of whiffs jack's first tournament so i want to 
another thing to address. Oh, you boy. guys have probably already seen it already, but uh, <laughs> I know where this is going. This picture that was posted on Instagram. Um, I mean, I, I was psyched to be there this morning, but I, I put on the hat. Christmas. I put on the magic the hat. The candy store. And Kyle was like, "Hey, like, I want to, I want to get a picture of you, like, with your, with your, like, full, you know, with the hat on and the jersey." I'm like, "Okay, like, like, what do you want me to do?" And that's I what see I those did. Pasty that's, ankles. That's the pose I did. Okay, so to now, so you guys are probably aware of what I'm talking about. If you're not, just go look at the Instagram and you'll get why we're laughing. Yes. The second part about it is is the pasty ankles um, and then and the low socks. So if I'm being honest, when I was like in my mind, I'm like prepping this week, right? Like we got a tournament this weekend, like going to be a blast. Like what am I going to pack? Like I'm thinking I'm going to be like soaking up sun all all weekend, right? Like outside, like no one, no one, I was, it was not communicated or if it was, I missed it. But we're playing this entire tournament in a dome. I guess okay. I, I didn't really tell you that. I, yeah. But like you, you might not have thought that you had to. But I just but it wasn't way. really critical information for you to know. Either You're way. You're a busy guy. You got a podcast These, to worry about, a full-time job, a wife. Yeah. I was like, does he really need to know if it's in a dome Probably or not. not. No. But that, those are the things I go to bed thinking about. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. These these chicken legs have been under sweatpants all winter, and they haven't seen the sun in a long time. So I was hoping to get them some sun, but instead I just showed them off in the dome all day. And, I mean, they are, like, white as a ghost. So, yeah, go check out the oh – drop a like so and a comment funny. on the Instagram. It is pretty uh, – it's hysterical. I mean, you got to be able to laugh it at yourself. Like, it might be my it favorite just looks picture. Like Kyle was like, I look Jack, at, smile. I, yeah. Like you're leaving for school and your mom's like, wait, turn around. Yeah. Turn around. yeah. yeah. Hang on. Hang on. You forgot your lunch. <laughs> Let me get a picture of you in your outfit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so but, funny. I was like, Kyle, you want to like zoom that photo? And he's like, no, nah, I think it's like, it's yeah. good as is. I was like, hey, yeah, Kyle like, really liked it. He was like pumped. Well, about I think it. he knew it was kind of funny and yeah. just left well, it as is. No, and I think the misnote in that is in the background, you see exactly how Tommy Coughlin lives <laughs> in, in these tournaments. It's Grinding. On a knee, making sure these, these yep. boards are going well, the scores are right, everything yep. about it. Overall, smooth day, not too much drama. Only 31 oh, teams, so yeah. three fields, pretty smooth. Um, yeah. But I, what, what, I'll get your take on what you were most impressed by today. What impressed me the most was all the kids were talking about the draft and the picks. Yeah, everyone's yeah. so punctual on the video. It was cool. Oh yeah, that that's what surprised me is like that video literally came out yesterday and mm-hmm. they had all seen it. So that was really cool to see. And um, we had some we had some uh, some long distance travelers. There was a team from Alabama that came, which was like eight hours, which is pretty cool. Crazy, filthy, by the um, way. They were filthy. They're I actually insane. didn't get to see them what play. They were they were really cool kids. They're, we were talking to them for a while. They're ten One of them was a huge the Magic fan. No, no, they're N A W L. N A W L. They're ten to twelve. Or they're thirteen to fifteen. I really want to say ten to ten to twelve. I Maybe mean, I could pull it up real quick. The they other might, thing they I might will be, say they might be thirteen is, to fifteen, but they are filthy. The other thing I thought was cool was we obviously do the schedule so that like your games are pretty close together, so it's not like you have like one game in the morning and then like one super late in the, in the afternoon. But there were a lot of teams that were done playing by like nine 30 or like 10 o'clock. And they were like still hanging around by like two, like they were just yeah. like hanging out, yeah. like having a good time. What was the team that was grinding all day? Mentality. Mentality. Yeah. They talk about mentality. Yeah. Talk, seriously. Some mentality. Those guys played at like 8 a.m. and then yeah. 9 40 and didn't leave till five. They were just yeah. on the side taking swings all day. Oh yeah. Ready for Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh, they're yeah. getting ready. Sure. Dude. It was awesome. It wasn't like the it wasn't the biggest tournament we've ever had, obviously, but it was like that almost is is cooler because you get a little bit more like one on one 
not one-on-one time but like you do no, you, you know do for sure. yeah like a little more time we had uh we had um one fan with with the whole collection of of cards yes. holy cow a large collection whole of cards. binder of cards that was awesome to see yeah it was really cool no you're right like at wiffle in the mitten we had eight fields plus the derby so nine yeah. fields going all the way from 8 a.m till 5 30 p.m so i i think i luckily we had a lot of help because it was local right but i didn't leave i was like in the far corner of the dome from 8 a.m until 1 p.m so like i didn't get to interact and even meet half the teams that yeah, were there yeah. i was so busy and you're like stressing so, too, oh, so it's like sure. when you do have an interaction. Yeah, like, like if I have a second to, like to leave, I have to like sprint like over out. somewhere to help out right, someone. Right. So yeah, it's 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 harder. And today, I uh, I had the chance to socialize for sure with both players and parents who brought their kids, which is always cool, and take it in a little bit more, which is nice. So yeah, yeah. yes, I guess in terms of the overall scope of what we're trying to accomplish with the tournaments, of course, more teams is always better. But given this one was in April, we knew there was going to be a decrease in teams from our typical Illinois exactly. crowd. So it, it was a great day. It was, it was fun. It wasn't too Absolutely. stressful. Went pretty smooth overall. MLW teams performed well. And uh, shout out to the the Louisville Slugger Complex as well. That place oh, is awesome. Always doing it's, a great job. Very yeah. Almost too generous of hosts for us. I'd Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Yeah. That place was that place was rocking. There was uh, a lot going on. We had the wiffle ball, the volleyball, all the fields where had stuff tournament. going on. Yeah. yeah. Softball. I mean, it's, it's funny because all those volleyball girls commented on my TikTok. I made a TikTok, guys, to promote this tournament like a week prior with zero intentions of that being seen by anybody. And for some reason, that one went totally viral. I was like, <laughs> that has like almost half a million plays on TikTok and nice. Instagram combined. So yeah, that's TikTok I, but, for you. And because people were asking questions about the tournament, like I, there was like 900 comments in that. I read all 900 of those comments. So like, say like, how do I sign up? Where do I sign up? What like rules? I answered all those. And a good few hundred of them were like, oh, I'm playing volleyball there that weekend. <laughs> like, girls were oh commenting on it. So I knew it was going to be volleyball here. Oh, but, that's yeah. funny. Uh, it was cool also selling hats in person. That yeah. was the first little merch yeah. pop-up thing. I asked everyone who I saw, like, like, looking at mine or checking them out, I was asking for genuine feedback. Like, what do you like? What do you not like? Yeah. Overall, pretty pretty darn good. Everyone liked him. There was one kid who took a shot at, forget, forget which hat. He wasn't a fan of it. I was like, all right, thanks for telling me. But I'm What did he say? I, I can't even remember which hat he was taking a dig at. It might have been the one I was wearing, I think, actually. There were a lot of people that also said that they were Pipe It Up, pipe it up listeners, which was cool to hear. Which we were calling Cap on. Yeah, we I were. I was saying, every tournament I meet so many Pipe It Up listeners, I was like, you'd think we'd have more weekly <laughs> listeners. But, <laughs> but you got to also you, think about that these kids that are coming to these tournaments are our biggest fans. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. it makes a lot no of doubt. sense that these kids have a lot of trading cards. Uh, yeah, I was have already, to say. I've like, already watched the draft, yeah. listened to the podcast. That these are the biggest fans, of for course, sure. Of course. So I know Shut I wanted up. to get people on the podcast, but the volleyball girls made I know. It I think that would have been really cool. I mean, we'll de- I mean, there's going to be more content, obviously, like tomorrow, too. But Yeah, we're filming some TikToks, taking photos, yeah. um, doing that kind of thing. But I definitely was a little bummed out. It would have been a cool cool maybe idea. we'll try it i can fit the it whole entire cool podcast idea. in the chipotle catering box so maybe i'll take it somewhere else yeah next road trip a maybe. mobile a traveling pod yeah i use that chipotle box so often it's so clutch we gotta just yeah, i don't know where it went it's over by the door i think but yeah it's a chipotle catering box <laughs> okay it's a nice box dude it has dude, a lid it's, it's, it's got elite. handles it's, it's elite. thick cardboard it's a great box i gave him a shout out on instagram you take that. care of that box it'll last you for years it will it's a good moving yeah. box I almost had an embarrassing moment this morning. I was filling up my water at the drinking fountain, and they didn't... You know how usually the signs are next to the bathroom? Male, mm. men, women? They they were not it labeled. No, and like a total creep. I was looking to see if there was like a... The drinking fountain sucked. 
So I was thinking about just using the bathroom sink yeah. to fill up my water bottle. I want to see if there's like a good sink. <laughs> so I'm like peering in the bathroom and then like a 16-year-old girl just walks right past me. I was like, that was so weird. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I thought, didn't I thought it was the men's bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know where the men's was because the whole thing is like jungle themed and the M blended in perfectly with the door. And I'm like, it was well, there no, they, I was like, there's no well, they bathroom They did have here. a temporary sign up like men, women, but it was in red and you never look for that. And I thought it was like a note on the door about something. Yeah. I didn't know it was the, the male, female thing. And I swear I saw a guy go in there. So I like looked in and I was like, this is not the men's bathroom. But <laughs> I got caught red-handed looking in there like a creep. But uh, it happens. Tom, only to you. Only to only me. Only to you. Only to me. But I didn't go and in. And maybe so Drew, like, but. <laughs> we, we also had, Russell and I had a weird interaction when we were uh, heading out. I, I walk out of the door of the complex and there's just like a wad of bills oh. laying on the on the ground cash? on the pavement. Cold cash, hard? Cold hard cash. Wow. Yeah. And there was a lady walking away. And uh, I was like, I picked it up and I called her. I was like, hey, like, did you drop this? What's she going to say? Like, no. She goes, oh, what is it? And, I, is that, <laughs> like, and I'm like, it's money. And she's like, oh, yeah. Well, what is and, she going to say, Jack? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that is what I said, man. I was like, so Russell just, was like, dude, that she definitely just like took that. And I was like, I don't know. Like you should have said, check your wallet. Do you have everything? Well, he, so, okay. Th this was, here's, was what, here's what I'll say. Here's yeah. what I'll say is it was literally right in front of the door. And she was like the closest person there. And there's no way that one person would have walked by that without seeing it. It was like, very true. it was like very someone true. walked in she was walking away and I walked out of the door and it was sitting right there. I'm like, there's mm -hmm. no way it to was be, like, it was like 40 bucks dude to be like, fair in, in like, like there was a, a 2010 with like, like it was like a wad. Mm -hmm. I walked, I walked right past it with you and I didn't even notice it. But when I saw you say like, see it and like, you know, count the cash and then look up and see the only woman kind of there. And you ask her that the, her response was just lies, man. It was <laughs> you think lying. It was, you think she was fibbing? Dude easily because jack was like hey did you drop this what is it and he's like cash and she's like oh yeah no i totally <laughs> did and i like looked at jack afterwards i was like man i mean no i think i, I, I asked you, you i, I think did. i was like did she just lie about that and russ was like yeah she definitely did i was did. like, I was like i don't know okay, at the end of the day but at the end of the day but at the end of the day you did the good samaritan thing even like, if she was right if she was lying and cheating about it you're sleeping good tonight yeah you know, that's what I said. You don't need it. You got your own bed, a clear mind. That's what I, I now said. You have the tournaments indoors. Yeah. You know what socks to wear tomorrow. I said if she, <laughs> I said if she's gonna if she's gonna lie about that, she definitely needs like the forty bucks more than I do. Well, the thing is, if it was me, I'm too nice, I guess. But if someone did that behind me, I would probably throw them five bucks. Like, thank you for yeah. doing that. And oh, if it tip. was your money. Oh, if, if it, it was, was my yours, money, yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Them. Yeah. But let's ask you this. Mm -hmm. You know, moral conundrum. Yeah. If it wasn't your money, would you take it? I would say no. I think I would say no. I, I just gave I it back. Say, yeah. I had it in my hand. Yeah. yeah. I could have just yeah, taken he just, that. He just proved it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I could have just taken it. Brennan, I have a well, story. Well, dude, Jack, you did, you did kind of have the grandiose opportunity because there was no one around us. Like, it was just. She was walking would, away. I know, but I, I, she's a liar. At Michigan State, Brennan, which is stupid that you should pay for this in the first place, but I bought myself a diploma frame, which is not cheap at all. I don't have For one. your degree. It was like 190 bucks. What? Yeah, it's, nice. it's ridiculous how much they are. I'm for, still you to, sitting you here. You take out a loan board. for that? I mean, yeah, I, I just said tack it out of my student loan. You know, <laughs> put it on, put put it on, on the tab. tab. Like at this point, it just says slap tab. in the face. You want to yeah. you want to put this yeah, thing you, you worked graduate? so hard for, you paid so much money for to, to earn. Yeah. You know what? Spend an extra 200 bucks. Here's, a, for a here's frame. one more. That one more charge for you. And your 
hundred thousand dollars you spend for school, they should give you a nice frame. Yeah, you should have to buy that, a frame. That should be included. Complete garbage. But regardless, yeah. so I order this thing online, and you it would ship to the bookstore, and you pick it up there. So I walk in, I'm like, I have an order for Coglin, and she just goes, "You're all set." I could have walked out of that store, Jack. Mm. You know what I said? I was like, I didn't pay for this. Yeah. She's like, oh, my fault. And she rung it up. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, I would have given the money back. There you go. Okay. That's a good, that's a good. That was 190 bucks. And I was a student. Yeah. I don't know if I have any, a long anything that I could yeah. reference like that in story wise, but. Uh, so you're. It depends on the situation. If I, was in, if I was in college still, like really bumming it, <laughs> <laughs> that's going right in the sock. What's like, the cheapest no thing you've ever done? Dude, I'm just generally a pretty cheap person, so that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I don't really have one off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Like, I can't, I can't come to a single conclusion on this. I could probably rattle off a handful. Before I could, I could, I could rattle off a handful. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty cheap. The one I reference a lot lately, because guys, times are tough, man. I had moved out of my parents' house. Me and Kyle have this like a bigger spot than we need Lab. because it's like a content house. So yes, part of that's like can be a, a write off because it is. But regardless, I'm living living beyond my means right now. So when I go grocery shopping, I only go to Kroger, first of all, and I buy all just like generic name stuff. I'm not buying the name brand stuff. He buys and I'm flour, looking for the deals. he buys milk, and he rolls them down into little energy balls yeah. and <laughs> bakes them. That's it. Oats and peanut butter. And That's this, it. this is just embarrassing to do, but I do it shamelessly. So they'll have items that are like already on sale for members. There's also the weekly digital deal. So if you have the Kroger app, you pull out your phone and scan the QR code to save like 50 cents on a thing of almonds. Elite. So I'm out there with my phone out scanning these items. Heck <laughs> yeah, why would you not? Why would you not? I mean, Free Tom, money. You, could go, you could go one step further, man. What's that? Couponing. Oh, that is couponing. They're e-coupons. Oh, oh, the physical oh. coupons, I've done that too, Brent. Yeah. I've, done the, I've done the physical coupons as well. I've done plenty of cheap things. I'm trying to think. I remember one time, like Noah and I... We like went and returned cans. We wanted to try Wendy's new breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to pay four bucks for a breakfast sandwich. We like went and returned cans, and then went straight to Wendy's after, Excellent. and got the Wendy's for free. Essentially, dude, I would That's say just being smart. I mean, yeah, yeah, yours, yours are like logical. Mine is, <laughs> mine is like really illogical. The first thing that comes up to mind is I recently went down on a trip to Florida, and I had a water bottle in my backpack, and I'm like, oh, dude, TSA, they're not going to yeah. come through with it. I'm not spending $5 on a bottle of water in the airport. Like mm-hmm. I have to slug it and then refill it up. Yeah. Like that. That's, that's just totally my, fair. That's just my mentality. Like that's, that's just logical the most, too, though. That's, that's the most logical. recent thing in my mind. It's just like, like uh, they, they, they took it out of the bag TSA. Like I left it in there. They took it out and I'm like, can I have that? And they're like, mm-hmm. no. And I'm like, I'm going to drink it right now. Like I'm <laughs> keeping the bottle. And so, yeah, I don't know. Smart. I think, I think that's smart. smart. Got to do what you got to do, man. Hey, got to do what you got to do. Have to. But good pod. We'll wrap this one up, fellas. I think it's time, right? It's time. Probably time. It is. Russ, thanks for coming on the show today. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me. But it's great pod. Big things in the works. May 2nd, big podcast. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. It'll be a video launch and the first ever like full-scale video that we're going to launch every single week. It's going to start that Tuesday. So exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Jimmy Norp is currently not being rehired by Michael Shima at Jimmy John's. Stay tuned for that, and we'll see you guys next time. Pipe it up, pipe it up, pipe it up, pipe it up, pipe it up.